Hey guys, welcome to another episode of MC Anime. MC here, and today we have a special guest with us today, um, James Buckman. He's the lead singer of Hot Apollo. How you doing today, James? Uh, pretty well. How's it going on your end? Ah, uh, pretty good. Hanging in there, doing just interview as normal and uh, calling it a day. I know your your thing's called uh, MC Anime. Yes. But whenever I read it, I think it's Mick Anime, like like you're Scottish. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's like you know, I'm this whole like sort of surname like Mick Anime. Oh. Okay. Um, so that's how that's always how it's gonna be in my mind now because that's how I first read it. Yeah. Um, before I heard it, um, which I like I like too. I think you could go with either, but MC Anime that works for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, MC Anime was just the name I kind of did for the blog, kind of carried over. I don't know, it just stuck. I dig it. So, uh, welcome to the MC Anime Podcast. Uh, this particular episode, we are discussing punk, rock, and the poetry combo. So. Yeah, I think it's. I mean. With everything, yeah. uh, where can they find you on social media, and uh, where can they follow Hot Apollo? So, uh, honestly, if you search for Hot Apollo anywhere, uh, you will find us. Like that's our tag on uh, almost everything: Instagram, Twitter, uh, like Facebook. Um, for YouTube, uh, you probably want to search for like James Buckman. That's James with a Y. Um, but if you search for Hot Apollo, you'll probably find us anyway. Um, we're on iTunes, Spotify, whatever music service you listen to. Uh, our link tree is just Hot Apollo. So yeah, just search for us anywhere uh, under Hot Apollo. You will definitely find us. And okay. uh, you will be better for the experience. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess we jump in. What is Hot Apollo and how does it revolve around the subject we're talking about? So uh, Hot Apollo is the spark-based rock and roll band in the galaxy. And... Uh, I, it, I actually got into music heavily uh, through poetry. Like, mm. even when I was a kid, uh, like, writing was something I just spoke to naturally. Um, unlike singing, I, uh, I didn't really develop any sort of, like, natural voice for, for a, until I was um, probably around, like, getting up maybe even slightly later. And, uh, but I just, I knew I had, like, I just, I liked writing poetry before that. So I got into that and I realized a few things after a while. First, um, while it is pretty tough to, uh, make a dollar in the music industry, like if you are exceptionally lucky, you can actually, you know, get, uh, decently paid. Um, but I looked at the sort of poetry corner of things. And even the people who are exceptionally lucky there uh, still need second jobs. So I thought, all right, so I either have, like, you know, between the two, one's going to give me an infinitesimal chance of being a, you know, millionaire superstar, and the other's going to give me no chance at all. Um, so, but there's also, like, probably more relevantly, um, while well, I do like, like writing poetry, uh, there's, a charge I get from performing with electric guitar and all that, um, 
and I just like performing poetry just does not give me that same rush. Yeah. Uh, it's great in its own way, but it's not quite the same. Um, so I thought, all right, I know uh, I can't. Uh, I, at the time, I thought, all right, I know I can't really sing yet, but I have something to say uh, with my with my lyrics, and I know I can say it in a captivating way, like through the way I perform it on stage. Um, and uh, if I just think with it, the whole vocal uh, skill will develop over time. So through sheer stubbornness, I did um, learn to develop my voice to to a place that fits with the music I do. Um, but yeah, poetry was, was the root of that. Poetry is why I'm a singer now. Okay. And uh, funny enough... We, uh, I met you on podcastdust.com. You respond to the post. It was really enlightening to see you as a particular guest because you're from Canada, punk rock singer, and the blue hair. Just a lot of things just stuck out, and uh, I told people about that when I first discovered you and emailed you. Uh, sorry, what was the question? Basically, I was just talking about my impression of you from podcast.com and how generally that was very fresh and, and enlightening. Yeah, I'm, I'm always happy to be uh, sort of uh, shocked people's systems like that. I'm happy to like, be a, a point of color in a world uh, where uh, not everything does stick out. I'm happy to like, you know, be, the, be the anomaly that like, catches mm -hmm. the eye. I don't always notice when it happens, but I'm told... That uh, that it does, and uh, I'm 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 good at that. That's that's encouraging, actually. You know. Yeah, it's not like the shock factor is really. I mean, I don't know. I guess music really does. Sometimes music has the best shock factor you can do with it. So it all depends on the person doing it and how they do it. Yeah, I I I particularly do gravitate towards um, artists that offer like an entire sensory experience like i mean i do believe that like the sound of music is the most important part i think that's pretty obvious and uncontroversial but like my favorite bands have always been the ones that give like they put on shows and have aesthetics that play into their music you know um and i would definitely put hot apollo at the top of that list uh but i like i think if you're going to a show instead of just staying home and listening to a record or an MP3, uh, like you, it it's your best served by an artist that like can really put on an actual show instead of just playing the songs, however well they may play them. You know, mm -hmm. um, you want like you want you want the sight to go with the sound, and you want the smell too. Uh, if you're very lucky, just to feel the physical sensation, whatever you're oh, okay. like, or just there's a whole uh, like whirlwind of, of energy that you can experience through multiple senses uh at a really good um concert and uh and and that's always one of my goals to, gotcha. to, to provide that so cyberpunk and the band how did the band come together and how did you guys discover that you wanted to do cyberpunk for the specific genre of music that you want to produce as a band I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't like relegate it specifically to cyberpunk. Um, I would say 
that that punk and anticipate takes on um, genre fiction have always played quite well together. And so I just want to give an example of that. Mm -hmm. um, I do I do have uh, some songs that, that touch on that subject matter, um, but I do I do like the whole like sort of science fiction fantasy opera in general. So that's always been um, a, a realm of uh, art that my my lyrics have touched on, um, and uh, and it, it's funny because um, like so, sometimes my own bandmates don't know what I'm writing about. Like they like they like they dig it, but they don't like know exactly. It, like it's harder for them to like uh, get in tune with the more fantastic elements. I mean, they get there, mm -hmm. but it's like it's less like intuitive for them. Um, but uh, People seem to people seem to get it overall, and um, uh, yeah, I I, I I do like sort of like the, the sort of freedom. Like, I think that's something that punk and and like uh, things like science fiction have in common: the sort of freedom to uh, explore their respective mediums um, from angles that are slightly more unorthodox. Oh, okay. And okay. so I think that is part of the reason for do play very well together. Oh, okay. So you want the science fiction element with the music to come together into some cyberpunk uh, poetry combo that you can be proud about and also deliver to the audience to the performance, but also have a meaningful words to go with it. And then the music matches the tone, and then you try to find the exact piece to replicate it on stage yeah i i think that's, that's a fair way of saying it like i i generally start with lyrics and then uh we we usually craft the music around that and and ensure that the the feeling the music conveys uh fits with the the tone of the words and then the the emotions and uh scenes i'm trying to convey oh okay that's, that's how a lot of our songwriting process goes. Like, oh, occasionally, okay. like, uh, like occasionally it's different. Like sometimes, mm. like one of the band members will like play something on guitar, and all, and that will like inspire me, like write some lyrics for that. Or occasionally, um, like someone will, will bring something to the band, like a tune, and I'll think, oh, that fits like perfectly with this, like these lyrics I wrote like months ago, or some poem I wrote like years ago. You know, that that kind of thing happens too. Um, but it's all, it's all like very organic, and I, I think the various ways um, our, our song crafting manifests. Oh, okay. So the uh, process to come up with the music, what is your like inspiration to get into that? Um, honestly, uh, I, as I said, like I just always knew I, I uh, had a sort of lyrical propensity and I wanted to share that with the universe and uh, eventually uh, music seemed like the most natural way to do that I, I still want to like um, eventually publish like my written poetry but I think that'll be much easier after I've gotten some renown in the music industry like I if you look at like the, the books of poetry that sell the best they're always by people who are famous for doing other things. Like when Bob Dylan uh, releases a book of poetry, it's the, the highest seller in that category 
uh, by miles above like the second uh, place author. You know what I mean? Because the second place author is, is someone no one's ever heard of because he, you know, doesn't have a huge career in in, in a more um, culturally dominant medium. You know. True. So I feel as though more people will read my poetry if they hear my music first, just because music reaches more people currently. Oh, okay. So when you chose music, not only was it became your medium of choice to express how you feel, but it also mm-hmm. make you feel it gave empowerment. It kind of gave you the audience and the uh, willpower to keep doing it. And uh, be able to keep performing similar songs or even new songs. So, uh, I don't actually need that much encouragement to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. It's basically impossible for me to stop. Like, the, the stage is the place where it's, it might be the only place in the world where I don't feel at all out of place. Like, it feels like the, the one aspect of the universe where I am completely natural and native, you know, in, in all other aspects of life, I, I have always felt like out of place, foreign, alien. Um, and I'm, I'm fine with that. Like I, uh, even, even like it in some ways. Um, but like when I'm like on stage and performing, it feels like what I'm meant for. And I'm always like, excited to get back there. You know, I have a show coming up. If anyone's in Toronto, I'm playing um, Sneaky Deez on June 11th. Mm-hmm. And, like, I am so excited. So, like, what, I think that's in two weeks. Um, and, uh, and I cannot wait. Um, and, uh, yeah, it is, it is a place I'm meant for. So, uh, yeah. But it, it is, like, when I have, like, a good audience, too, and, and everyone's in it with me, like, that is uh, just an even higher level yeah. of um, absolute bliss. Yeah. And I feel similar, not necessarily music, but the area that I found, uh, mass communications, media, production, all that stuff, that's kind of where I found my niche that I actually really uncomfortable with. Behind the scenes, doing the production notebook, and setting up the lights, taking down the stuff, you know, all that stuff is kind of where I feel where I'm at place, where I feel at home, where I can be doesn't bother me, you know? I do, yeah, and I love hearing that. Like, it's yeah. it's where it's how you, it's, it's your, like, focal point of, of connecting with uh, the rest of the, the masses of sentient life um, out there, uh, the ones you wouldn't necessarily see in your daily life, just like the sort of humanity at large, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I like that. Like mass, yeah, that, that kind of communication, like, I, I dig that. And uh, yeah, I like how everyone has, well, not everyone, but, like, People like us, people who are lucky enough to like have a sort of certain purpose like that, um, can just indulge it, and it's it's a mutually edifying uh, for performer and audience. You know, oh that yeah, connection is it's really special. And also like event staff and breakdown crew and all of that is something I you know is something I enjoy. It's also something that. Being part of it is also very successful, too, because of the simple fact, not only do you have the experience to do it, 
but you also experience you see the other people enjoying you around it, how they're experiencing it. So it kind of gives a double, dove. Uh, let's see, a, a double sword kind of thing. You have the dual wielder, but you see both sides, and the dual sides being able to interact gracefully. Yeah, I love double weapons too. By the way, so. like the middle picture that you put in my mind right then is exactly uh, the right one. Yeah, double weapons rule. <laughs> So, you ever seen a Wargrave? Those rock. Oh, yeah, Wargrave's great. Oh, gosh. You know, it also brings the, begs the question how did the band form? How did you find the band, or did the band find you? All right, so um, we've gone through a few roster shifts uh, over the years, but the original point of conception for the band. Um, it happened a few years ago um, on April 1st. Uh, it happened to be April 1st. So, a bit of backstory. Um, I grew up on this like dead end street with a bunch of kids, and this guy, Tom, uh, who's like one of the best friends at the time, um, went to uh, OCAD for a year, which is uh, the like most dominant like arts uh, college in, mm. in Toronto. Um, so, he, when he was there, he said, hey, there's this guy I go to school with. And I think you guys, uh, I think he'd be like the perfect guitarist for your band. Um, he's like a weird eccentric dude. Uh, um, and then he just, but he's, he's a brilliant guitarist. Um, so I'm going to put you guys in touch. And that was in like autumn. And we kept like making dates to meet. This guy, Dave, was his name. Um, and uh, he kept like breaking the last minute, like stuff kind of kept up in his life. And finally, the, the one day he doesn't break happens to be April Fool's Day. And we write our first song, uh, Tempest Honey, within a half hour of, of meeting. And uh, it's just, I, never, I never looked back. It's just like, all right, cool. This is like, this is what I'm doing. Like, oh, first okay. song is written, no stopping, no turning back. And yeah, he's not a man anymore. Life took him in other, other directions. Um, but yeah, if you if you have to be listening, uh, I'll give a shout out to David Aaron Cohen, uh, first guitarist of the legendary legendary rock and roll band Hot Apollo. Gotcha. So, so that's where the band meet. That's how it came to be. Where did the name come from? Hot Apollo is like a really interesting name that you don't usually hear. So where did that come All right, from? So, this is I, I I did promise that whenever I had the opportunity, I would tell the story. Um, I, I made a promise to a person uh, who, will, who will become uh, known in a moment. So um, in high school, I, I did occasionally um, play music with, with people around me. I, I played drums at the time because no one wanted to let me sing, so they liked my lyrics, so they wanted me in their bands anyway. And initially, it was just like with friends, and then uh, but they didn't work out because they just they had no motivation. And then um, there were two separate occasions on which people at my school uh, – came up to me and recited the exact sort of manifesto about music that I would have uh, given to someone I was going to start down with. They said, yeah, yeah, James, like, come on, you've got to start this band with me. We're going to like take over the world of rock and roll to be great. We're going to be the biggest thing out of this country in, in decades. Um, and then on both occasions, they just lost the drive within like a few weeks. But uh, the second guy um, to do that was a fellow by the name of Heart Needles, 
who has found his own bliss in life, and, and just mm-hmm. music wasn't that for him, uh, apparently. Um, but anyway, he, he started sound with me, and once we were like talking about band names, he said, um, listen, uh, here's, here's what I was thinking of, because I know you like mythology, James, um, and uh, Hot Apollo, which is, he got it from um, a line in an Allen Ginsberg poem called The Shrouded Stranger. Um, and he was a big fan of like that whole genre poetry, beach poetry. That was never really the thing that like drew me in. I was a big fan of like the um, like 19th century romantic movement more. But uh, he, he was a big fan of the, the, the beat uh, contingent. And then I, I, I had at least a peripheral interest in that. So like we you know, put that on a sort of backup list. And um, uh, when, when David and I started our band, we were initially called body electric after um the walt Whitman poem and then i discovered there was another band in toronto called that so i thought all right let's, let's switch it up and uh, i called up my friend hard needles and he said and i said hey um are you going to use that band name and he said no because if i ever use um if i ever start another band i'm going to call it hard needles and love darts like he did he was blessed with a wonderfully evocative name from birth um so he said yeah just you you thought paul james but if anyone ever asks, tell them uh, it came from me. Um, so I suppose I didn't have to tell the whole story to uphold the promise. But you know me, I'm quite verbose. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's the whole story of my brief tenure in a band with Hard Needles and his origination of the band name we use today, Hot Apollo. Interesting. So I guess this rebranding of a new name based on an old name that you already had access to. How did that kind of be? Did they admissive or just like felt natural to change the name afterwards? I can't imagine still like, I, 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 Hot Apollo just fits us so well. I can't, I can't imagine still being called The Body Electric. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was luckily before we played, even played our first show. So uh, we didn't have to like um, go through like uh, any sort of like huge rebranding process. That was before we had like any big like web presence too. This is like within like the first few weeks of starting the band. Oh. Okay. Um, so yeah, it, uh, it just yeah, it fits so well. Um, and it's, I like the way it sounds in my mouth. You know, the, the assonance of it, hot Apollo. Mm. Like it, it can be like I I think it's a tongue twister to some people, but like I really like it the way it feels in my mouth. So mm. that's what matters yeah. at the end of the day, the way it can feel in my mouth. True, and then, you know. By Hot Apollo, it kind of slides off. It kind of does pretty well good things. Now, my question for you, uh, what, like, is it the aesthetic of Hot Apollo, what what it could be, or is it the motion and wording of Hot Apollo that you can apply to you as a band? Um, hmm. I think it's probably a mixture of things. Um, I mean, for one thing, like, even when I was like a very little kid, like mythology was like one of the first things I became obsessed with. Like, I'm pretty sure like my first three obsessions in like very early childhood were Star Wars, Medieval Knights, and mythology um like i think the greek stuff probably got to me first 
Um, mostly followed by like Norse and Egyptian stuff. Um, but yeah, so having a name that has like mythical connotations appealed to me. And also just like, uh, Harkness is a quality that's always felt um, nice to me. Despite the fact that like my skin is actually very cold. Um, mm-hmm. like, I, like my skin's frost, but my soul is a flame, you know? So that made sense to me. And just like, um, remember like Nietzsche had uh, views on like the dichotomy of art where like it can sometimes be like very rigid, uh, cold and mechanical, or it can be um, a frenzied expression of like uh, overwhelming emotion and, and like uh, fiery passion. And I generally tend towards the latter. So having that temperature in my name, in my band's name, uh, felt right. True. So, okay. So, when you're on stage, what is it like for other people and the audience to know what can what kind of feelings drives you? Uh, I really cannot speak to the audience's um, exact thinking. I'm actually very. I tend to be very bad at reading people. Um, I, unless people tell me what they're thinking, I probably won't know. Um, but they, they do seem to dig it. And they seem like I, I uh, they, they are, uh, they often get, do get like, there's a lot of like participation, you know, some of our songs where the audience can like uh, sing along. And, uh, I, you know, I've, I've been fortunate to play it, like a number of shows where like, uh, like, you know, people like, you know, the people who are, you know, want to get up and dance. Uh, do so, and uh, have a good time together. Sometimes I, I bring the pop up, up on stage, um, dance with band, and uh, yeah, it, it's just like a very like the energy uh, like fills the room. It's it's from the band, it's from people uh, in the audience, it's it's from the, the gestalt of all that uh, feeling uh, together, you know. And it just it, it's great. Like it's 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 like our our own little like universe of wild resplendent energy and I, and I love it oh, okay. so that's my take on on the sort of average pot Apollo show interesting okay but also I'm in like complete like instinct mode at the time because I'm just like I'm doing my thing on stage and I'm in like like my own like whirlwind of ecstasy so I, I am not like the most self-aware at that point which uh which is actually a pretty low bar because I'm not the most self-aware person in general um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely at the slowest when I'm on stage. I'm just like, I'm in it. I'm like, I just like, well, spontaneous action. Oh, okay. Okay. So you basically give the feeling, you perform on the stage, you drive the audience, you connect with them, you see their reaction, it just drives you even more. Yeah, I'd say so. That's, that's a pretty good summation. Okay. What is a particular time on stage that is a big highlight so far of Hala Apollo and just performing in general? Um, one that always sticks out is this time a few years ago when we were asked to play um, a vegan festival. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I, 
I'm not vegan, but the organizer thought I was. So she asked me to fight. And I said, all right, cool. I'll just pretend to be vegan for a day. Cool. But it was like, like it was like during the day and it was like in some park. So like, it's one like, usually I'm playing, uh, in, in like bars and clubs, like in the middle of the night. So this is like one of the like rare occasions when I was outside with natural light on stage. So that, it's successful for that reason. That, that was a cool time. Oh, and then, okay. yeah, I remember, yeah. What do you remember? Oh, I just, I obviously remember the first time I played on stage. Oh, okay. Um, that my first, like, performance of, like, my own song was actually with uh, my friend's band. I, I didn't have my own band yet, but um, he said, hey, I, like, I know you have this song, and, uh, like, just bring your guitarist up, and, uh, and, and the rest of the band will follow um, along. And, uh, and so we played our first song uh, with, with my friend's backing band, and... Uh, I was like, oh, like that. I was like, oh, like I already knew this. This is what I wanted to do. But like that first feeling of actually doing it um, was just uh, like revelatory. Okay. Ooh. So, uh, what's the moment with the bandmates that you like, and uh, what's the moments that kind of get on your nerves? roster shifts over the years and and while I said that people's eyes taken in other directions it is like somewhat annoying to just have to like teach new people over again because like, like we have like dozens of songs you know and uh and having to like teach new people even if like Phil said is like um a bit of a task it's not like you know the most draining or arduous and it, it serves a good cause but I, I it's you know It'd be nice if like people could just like download information, download the songs, and like play them into their heads as though you know they were like Jack in the Matrix. That'd be mm -hmm. nice, but we're not quite there with technology yet. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just like I, I love uh, just being a band with people I, I get along with. You know, uh, like we just had a, a jam at my face a couple of days ago, and afterwards it's just like hanging out on my roof together and just enjoying the spring evening. And, uh, yeah, just, I really love being in a band with people who, who get the music and also get along outside of that. Okay. Okay. So the changing in roster, was that a time that like transition or was that like a time to find yourself with the new people? Um, it hasn't really affected my journey that much. Like, I know that I'm, I'm in this to the end. Uh, but sometimes people's lives take them, um, away from music or towards different avenues. And, uh, like, that's, that's their freedom. Like, you know, music's about freedom. So you don't, you don't, like, want to feel trapped on one path. You want to be sure that what you're doing is being done by you because it's what you want to do. And, and if people, like, you know, when people feel that they need to concentrate on other aspects of their lives and, and leave this behind, like, that, I, I get that. Like, I want people who are, like, to be in a hot apology, you've got to be invested. And, and when you're not feeling that, then you, you've got to go elsewhere. Um, 
True. So yeah, but me, I'm, I've always been like an this, so I'm not going. Uh, well, you're not going anywhere. What? Yeah. You're not going to go I'm anywhere. Gonna go. You're going to be steadfast, hot Apollo. You're going to live the legacy that Hard Needles gave for you, and you're just going to keep going with it, right? Yeah. Eternal. Now and forever. Now, is it like a point that you want to be at, or what's the goal for the future? I just want to like, push my music out to the furthest reaches of the cosmos. Um, I'm not actually the best at planning, but uh, yeah, I just I, I want I want everyone to like get on the, the Hot Apollo oh, okay. uh, train with me oh, okay. and uh, enjoy the ride. So you, you know? basically want to be like the golden record. The record, the, the music that yeah. was sent into space just through sound waves and everything else, right? Yeah, but not just like, not just like this dimension. You know, I want to get to like all the realms eventually. <laughs> you know, I want to be like a trans-dimensional golden disc. Oh my gosh. So you want your sound waves to break open to the dimension and just let the, di the dimension planes coexist with Hot Apollo at the center. Multiverse of music. Oh my gosh. Oh. So with the multiverse theory, let's go back here. How is Hot Apollo going to be the center for that cause? Um, well, this is uh this is the universe we're in, right? Mm -hmm. And since Hot Apollo's in it, it's obviously the most important universe. Um so yeah, everything everything's like bouncing around us. I think. Has there been a song yeah. inspired inspired by this theory? Huh. Maybe not yet. I'm not sure if I have any songs that are explicitly about multiple dimensions. I definitely have songs that are about like uh, other realms in like in, in like but it's singular at a time. You know, I don't have I don't have a song that deals with like multiversal travel. Mm, but okay. I probably should have one at some point. Okay. So uh let's do some improv here. Oh you know what I do I do a I do a poem. It's not a song yet. I do oh, one okay. poem. That is about uh like um fairies who come from another realm to uh abduct children and thereby keep their bloodline strong. Uh but it's it's I, I it'll be a song at some point, but I haven't I haven't uh made it I don't know. Yes, I think it is. I think the poem might actually be on our website, um, hotapollo.com, in the poetry section. Uh, but yeah, so it's called Highborn Hop. Um, but yeah, so it will be song eventually. Oh, okay. Uh, this kind of gave me like an idea in part kind of thing. So, how will you approach a basic thing, Hot Apollo, center of the universe, or something like that? How will you go about doing that lyric? Rhythmic change chain. Hmm. I'd probably like try to get like a guitar from my head and then go from there. Mm -hmm. Um, would you try to like? Hello, center of the universe, bouncing around from earth to earth. Something like that? Yeah. 
<laughs> so it's kind of interesting how that. Open the main Oh, yeah, there's definitely different ways to go about it, but I think it's kind of really cool how you can take a single idea, put a couple of voices with it, and then actually tell a story with it. Yeah, that's, that's like one of the best parts. Definitely agreement there. And what is that one song that just tells the, the best story in your mind? Um, just, I knew that, I'm actually working on a new album like right now, mm-hmm. so there are a lot of songs that are coming to mind, but I want to see of the ones that are currently released. Yeah. Um, you know what? Hmm. I think it. Oh, so many good ones. I think Vampire Road would probably be. The one I pick to start with. Oh, it's not like it is. It is like sonically different mm-hmm. from like a, a lot of stuff we do. Um, it's it's darker, but I think it tells a pretty good story, and it has a sweet music video to go along with it. That's like on YouTube if you want to check it out. Uh, but it's also everywhere else in audio format. But yeah, Vampire Road and the music video sells it even more. So that if you want like a good story, start with. But again, you can't go wrong with any of them. True. All right. So like it kind of hits like a different tone, and it kind of delves into a little bit more of like what the the subconscious and stuff like that. Um, I think it's a very good encapsulation of how it feels to. living a sort of tenuous, unstable existence, but persevere anyway and soar as high as you can. Okay. Oh, okay. Interesting. So what was the moment that kind of gave music into your life that kind of like was the big opportunity that kind of gave you more meaning i mean i don't want to chose music but like music has always like been with me mm-hmm. like long before I, I consciously uh made any decision about it you know mm-hmm. it just uh like, i remember even when i was like a little kid like i like jump on things and start like uh singing just for fun just like get my energy out there and uh and i realized that that was something i could actually do uh vocationally i uh i knew that was the answer i used to get in trouble in in grade school for jumping on desks and like singing old punk rock songs um during class and (laughs) now i get but this time it's less disruptive. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess it's the reason people are there instead of 
distracting from the reason people are supposed to be there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even my dear in class, like, a lot of the kids enjoyed it. Teacher, not so much. That was like, probably the first time I really had trouble with the teacher, like, when I started doing that. Interesting. So, like, it's just open up the floodgates and just let it all go wild, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Never close those gates. Oh, gosh. So, when it comes to music, what is one defining feature that just makes you feel alive? sincerely emotional lyrics while I'm jumping out of the electric guitar. Like that whole confluence of things uh, is, is just like a, a focal point of the entire experience for me. Oh, okay. And uh, you got any uh, nice fan related stories? I, uh, yeah, I mean, when, when, like, the, the fans, like, when, when, like, I have people who, like, do turn out to be, like, very devout, passionate fans, uh, it is, is very rewarding. I don't think of a particular experience. Um, I think in what, this, there's a show I played in, like, April, and there was this, like, one, I think she was, like, a tourist from some other place or something, and she happened to be at this bar I was playing at. And when she, like, got up on stage and, like, started dancing and singing with us, um, and when stuff like that happens, when there's, like, real, like, uh, coordinate, like, a like spontaneous coordination between band and, and audience member, uh, it's always, like, a sort of, like, extra little memorable moment. So stuff like that. I really like it when those walls between band and fan are broken down. Oh, okay. Okay. So, what does the bandmates think of you as a person? Not the not the singer, but you as the person outside the singing role. As I said, I'm very bad at knowing what people are thinking of me unless they tell me. What do they but tell you? The fact they're still in the band, and uh, they have a lot of energy. That's, that's one of the things I hear most. Um, and then they can tell I'm, I'm, I'm driven to do this. And, uh, and I think that's, that's part of what like, holds us together. The fact that like, all of us are like, dedicated to, do, to doing this. Like, intensely passionate about music. And, uh, and we have the energy to put on a, on a good show. Oh, okay. So what? Let me guess. High spirit, high energy... The huge passion, the combination of you wanting to do it, you know this is your place, and overall keeping the bond to the band what they represent and what a hot pot Apollo can can be. Yes. Okay. I you know, I understand that sentiment a lot because not truly does someone really find they're driven for life scenario. You have found that. 
and you can continue. I see you continuing to do it, regardless of what form it takes, because you want to be part of that process. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a fair assessment. So there's no holders to jump for Hala Apollo because it's already established. It's gonna. It's part of who you are. What the? What is that moment? that's gonna tell you, just to put the mic down. What's it? What's gonna be that one moment that you think? You have to drop it. Nothing. I'm. I'm not gonna drop it. It's. It. It, it is. It, it is in my hand forever. Mm. You know. It, it's like. I mean, trying to take my microphone away from me would be like trying to take away. You know. Like the Iron Rod from Monkey King, or like the Olnos mm. and Thor. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's these are our tools. They're with us forever. Well, know? I mean, there is one thing: your vocal cords. Do you do uh, vocal exercises to at least protect that sensitive part? Yes. Okay. I don't drink. I don't smoke. You know, so uh, my lungs are in very good condition. Oh, okay. My whole system is pristine. And also, I also like keep myself in like good physical shape, mm-hmm. so I can keep jumping around on stage like a maniac when I'm ninety. You know what I mean? Like, look, <laughs> look at those guys haven't slowed down because they keep it tight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so that's like that really drives me. Like I, I go to the gym like daily because uh, I want to ensure that everything's good working condition for my entire life. Because so, again, I'm I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on stage at least till the day I die. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and I want to be I want to ensure that the people who are in the audience on my dying day still get a good show. True. So uh, what's type of your warm up active site? Like, where's like how does the band warm up? Uh, we don't. We just go into it. Oh okay. Well, cool. Oh, everything is uh, are the are the levels good? All right, cool. First song. Let's go. Backed off. Mm-hmm. Oh, how does practice start? Is that the same concept with the live performance? Um, I think like with practice, it's like more of a ramp up. Like, mm-hmm. um, for one thing, no one like arrives at exactly the same time. So, like, we're forever to get here. Start like tuning our guitars, that kind of thing. Switching on, switching on stuff. Like, get in comfortable. Warm, they warm their fingers up. Um, and, and then, but yeah, then we jump into it. It's like, all right, cool. What are we doing now? First song, let's go. Mm-hmm. It's not terribly different, but it's more like relaxed, less gotcha. directed, at least initially. You got your, you got your own studio where you practice or do you, where's your practice location? Oh uh, yeah. We've, we've got a room where I live. Yeah. We've got a big practice space where I live. Oh, okay. Must be a pretty big room. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's, it's also like my, you know, yeah, it's, it's like my, like, one big room, so uh, we just keep all the stuff there, and, uh, yeah, that. Oh, okay. So, typically, the shows that you do and perform, is it, like, mostly local events, or is it, like, you know, across the different provinces of Canada? Usually we just stay in Toronto. That's like, we're currently like, you know, working on like setting up here, building a race here. 
but at some point in the future, we'll probably do some touring. Oh, okay. When, when the right opportunity presents itself. Okay, okay. So what is one thing that you want people to find about the story about you and how you came to go to music and their similar passionate fields? Um, I'd say I want to take, I want them to take whatever they can from our music and let that inspire them oh, okay. to, to let their lives take them uh, where they and destiny will it. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. I want them to like. I want them to find in their lives what my music has let me find in my life. I find in my life. Oh, okay. Or at least help to keep them energized and inspired until they do find that in whatever way they do. Okay. I feel like you know. People should also have a passion, explore the passion, yeah. build upon it, continue to improve it, master it, even past mastering, make it your life, because that's truly what you find, what you love, and how you can express it, and the media that you choose, and the way that you do it. To me, that's what it means to live. I know that, that it's different for other people, but to me, that's what life's about. So, would you say that you're a visionary, or you're more than just a visionary? <laughs> for those to be the two alternatives, mm -hmm. um, but I'd say both. Yes, I'm a visionary and more. Oh, okay. I, I would say I'm a veritable god of uh, rock and roll lyricism. Interesting. So where does that come from? Uh, I would say it just comes from my soul. Like, I was born with this divine uh, art within me, and uh, my duty is to uh, manifest it so that it's around for everyone else. Okay. Okay. So, what does the manifestation of Hot Apollo and James, what does that look like? It looks like our music. It looks like our shows. It looks like our awesome album covers. Mm -hmm. The newest of which is on its way to mm. you in the next few months. Oh, okay. So with the albums that you guys create, uh, how do you find the key image to put on the cover? Um, it differs. Sometimes we'll like uh, take some shots of me or the band and uh, have some like artists uh modify them until they, they fit the spirit of the song. Um, once for Bare Arms, we just 
like uh, some artist said, hey, I'll do a, a free cover for you guys. He just like let me go wherever I wanted it. And I said, all right, cool, that sounds fun. So that's uh, that that happened once too. Um, but yeah, but uh, we, yeah, we just, it's just that sort of serving the spirit of the song. Hmm. Okay. So when you're making the album, where is the go-to place that you record it, send it off, and get it professionally on disc format? Or digital format? Um, so uh, currently we're working with a producer named uh, Scotty Comer, and uh, he handles all of, all of the production sides of things. And he's, he's brilliant. Um, I uh, first hooked up with him in the fall because uh, I was involved with um, this pilot for someone's reality uh, show about the music scene in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And uh, part of that was um, like recording a song with this producer within a week. And that made us realize we really liked working together. So uh, I've, I've been with him since, and he's the one who's doing our first full length uh, album. So oh, yeah, okay. Scotty Comer. K-O-M-E-R, if anyone's looking for production services in Toronto. Like guy rules. Oh, okay. So how's that like? You have a producer. He does the audio production for you. Get through the visuals and mm -hmm. sound design. What is that process like for you? Uh, I mean, I only know my side of it. I like, I go in, record, but I, I mean, I tell him... Like we, we discussed how we want like the song to mm. uh, like sound from a production standpoint and what, what he needs to do. And we, we find something that works. Um, and yeah, I, I go in and I record my vocals and he does all the like boring stuff with computers that make it sound like a professionally produced song. Oh, okay. I, I don't, I, again, I'm willfully uh, uninformed when it comes to the production side of things. Um, you know, uh, I, I just got the sort of creative side. Mm -hmm. You got the talent. You're the rising talent that comes in, records it, let the professional do it, and then when you see the masterpiece unfold, you gotta like, oh, cool! I sound great. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> summed up my my uh, the process of of uh, recording uh, precisely. Love that. <laughs> So, I know this is the main difference. The album production and recording, how does that differ from the live performances on stage? Um, oh, uh, that is, I do have to be much more careful. When I'm on stage, I'm always moving. Mm. When I'm recording, uh, I have to be very careful to not move uh, so that it doesn't affect like, the, the way my voice is being picked up by the microphone. So it's, oh, okay. it's much more sensitive, and, and it requires much more precision. Um, that's where I have to like, uh, be very careful like uh, rein in my natural explosive tendencies far more, because I usually don't do it at all. Interesting. So you dial it back. You do a little bit less. What is your strategy to... To do it in a way that's productive for everybody. Well, I channel all of the energy. I just, I, 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 I just reserve, all, like I restrict all of my energy for, to my voice. 
Oh, okay. So like my voice is, is doing all the jumping around while my body's moving still, which is not natural for me, but <laughs> I, I, I force it. <laughs> and then when you're out of the recording studio, what do you do? Um, I just stand there and sing. It's it, like that, that part isn't like the most extremely exciting part. Um, but it's just like, it's, you know, uh, it's almost like, um, I mean, if you've ever like gotten a flash of inspiration for like a mm -hmm. poem or a piece of writing, uh, that, that moment can be very explosive, but at some point you have to like write it down on a piece of paper or like a computer document. And that part is like, uh, more procedural, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So, you get one album made. That's your feature album. Now, do you try to sell it, get it shipped, get it into local stores, distribution of that music? Um, yeah, we, we uh, currently were, um, I was saying we have a lot of singles right now and one EP. And, uh, and all of them are just distributed online. For the album, I think we're going to do that. We're going to do that too. But I think we're also looking into getting some limited edition uh, vinyl releases, maybe a few CDs too. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, that's like I, I, most people are listening to music online anyway. So mm -hmm. like that's that's a priority. Okay. And oh, so what's the success of the online streaming that you guys try to integrate? Uh, we just try to put it out there where everyone can hear it. Mm -hmm. You know, iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to music. Like, we just want to be there for you. Oh, okay. Did, uh, how popular has, uh, Hala Palo became online? Um, once I was in an EV Games, and some guy with his girlfriend, uh, came up to me because uh, he'd been, he noticed that one of the bands he'd been listening to was based in Toronto. And at the time we only had one single on, on Spotify. Yeah. And, and the, the cover was just a picture of my chest with my tattoo. My like the, the tattoo that is my own personal symbol and the symbol of the band. Mm -hmm. And uh, he recognized me just from that tattoo. And he got oh. so excited. He's like, oh man, I, I, loved, I loved that song. It was Laser Days was the name of the song. Oh man, I, that song rocks so hard. I live in Toronto too. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. And like he, he like got a picture of the three of us together, like uh, him, uh, his girlfriend, and me. Um, so yeah, that was that was like I think one of the first times I've been recognized by someone I like never even been in the same room with. Like some of them get recognized from people who like see me at shows or whatever. That was the same. That was the first time I, I can remember being recognized from uh, like someone who just found me online. Interesting. Okay. So, uh, we can talk about the elephant in the room. Describe the, uh, music videos that you want to do. That you guys what? do. Describe the music videos that you guys do. Like, what's the theme and um, go from there. Again, it's the same thing, uh, when it comes to, um, making album covers. You want to, mm -hmm. you want to do the best thing you can, like, capture, uh, what the song's supposed to evoke. And honestly, like, with, with the videos we have so far, 
um, or constrained by, by budgets. We don't have like thousands of dollars to spend on these. Um, but we still turn out a good product. And, uh, and I think we do certain songs well. We're going to shoot um, a new one for the lead single from the album in a couple of weeks. And uh, that's going to be a, a sort of more of a natural, mystical feel. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be our, our first music video uh, since last August. That's going to be a fun time. And uh, for anyone to like this discussion about how Apollo and what they represent. Please follow them on their social media, YouTube, Spotify. They have been a great guest, especially James here. The yeah, and to anyone who's listening, like, reach out anytime. As I said, I, I love um, interacting with fans and, like, discussing, like, uh, anyone's passion, really. Like, I'm just, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like, I love like just an energetic, passionate communication with, with anyone who who like wants to engage. Um, so yeah, like check out check out the song, check out the videos, and yeah, check out me. Like I'm I'm up to I'm up for whatever. And yeah, it's, it's been great talking to you in particular because I can tell you're a, you're a man of passion too. Mm -hmm. It's kind of funny because uh, even though I'm the founder and host, I ent I like want to explore the the my special guest's passion. And a just roundabout way of conversation and exploring what they find interesting and diving a little bit deeper and see, you know, if it's just to see where it comes from and overall the excitement that they have for the passion that they express. Yeah, and and you're doing like, you're you're doing a fabulous job of that. Like I'm I'm, I'm picking up on 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 the. Uh... That aura you're putting out into this like uh, virtual room, you know. I'm feeling it. <laughs> well, there you go, guys. Uh, uh, before we go, where can they find you on social media, and what is one lasting thing you want them to know? Uh, yeah, as I said, uh, hot Apollo everywhere. Um, just search for that, you'll find us. Um, as I said, our link tree, uh, hot Apollo has links to everything that's linked. PR.ee slash hot follow. Um, but uh, yeah, I just say if you're lucky enough to find your passion, um, hold on to it and, and just keep it alive forever. You know, don't let that same die. Hi, guys. Do not forget to scrub the MC Anime podcast, whether you're culture of anime, geek culture, Japanese aesthetics, and Asian studies. On Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. Don't forget to be supporting us on Patreon. Be part of the MC Anime Tears. Give us some feature posts, Patreon messages, polls, anime plus podcast ideas. All that in a nutshell. And uh, thank you for being an active audience. And I enjoy having James with us today and how he has transformed the movement of Hot Apollo and how punk rock and band culture is experienced through and through. Bye, guys. All right. All right. Um, yeah, so, yeah, let me know when it comes out. And, uh, yeah, I'll... I'll...